Two very special guests in the studio. First, to talk about Julian's testimonial and how the plans are going, it's Jane Filler who manages the club's executive boxes here. And Jane, when did you and your committee start getting together to organise the game for Julian? Um, it was September last year. We, we had our first meeting and decided what we were going to do and then started really to talk about the opposition. That was the most important thing. But as Julian has said, he was adamant that it was always going to be against Dundee. He's, he has great, great um, fondness for his, for his old team and clearly they all adore him up there. And we've all become Dundee fans as a result, really. And when did you first get in touch with Dundee and what was their response initially? It was uh, it was probably a few weeks after that and I've been in contact with their managing director, John Nelms, and they've been amazing from beginning to end and they don't, don't stop amazing me. They're, they're very passionate, very committed about it. And I think that the loveliest story really comes about from um, the first event, which was the gloves off at Fairfield Halls. Um, and I'd asked Dundee to send me a shirt so that we could hold that up um, to announce who the, the opposition was against. The day before the game, uh, the, the event, the shirt hadn't arrived, spoke to John Nelms and said, look, it's not here. He said, give me 10 minutes. Within 10 minutes, he'd arranged for one of their young coaches to fly down from Dundee the next day, fly into Stansted, get on the train to East Croydon, give me the shirt and then go back again. You know, wow. that's, that's commitment. Yes. It was just like, yeah. wow, OK, yeah, we love you. So. And how much, how much of a role has Julian played in this process? Obviously, he's had to balance that with, with the season as well. He doesn't, actually. Officially, he's not allowed to be part of the process. It's all done by his official committee. Um, they're done. Um, he, he chooses them from amongst his, his, his friends and colleagues um, to do that. But officially, he's not allowed any part of it, other than the only decision he's had was to choose his, op his opposition. And at this stage, with it, what, just over two weeks ago, are you more nervous than him? Um, yes, I'm like a whirling dervish at the moment. <laughs> so I'm sort of waking up in the middle of the night going, oh, I need to write this down. So yes, yeah, probably. But, you know, I'm determined to inflict some of my nerves on him eventually. So. And, and how, are, dare I ask, how are the ticket sales going so far? Well, to be honest, it's something I, I learned from Simon Rogers' testimony, well, not to freak out about it, because they're always slow to burn. But hopefully, with the help of you guys here and, and more and more stuff <laughs> going on, we can start to give it all a big push. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. What I am impressed with is Dundee's ticket sales. They have a very low attendance mm. probably seven eight thousand they've sold 1400 tickets wow, wow <laughs> which is just like you know amazing and we all love them more for it i must say and of course so. the big thing that julian's decided to give all of the proceeds to charity which absolutely. he doesn't have to do no he doesn't that's absolutely right he doesn't have to do you know the old days of testimonials were there to boost a, a player's earnings because you know they were earning 10 quid a week or jeff was on £7.6 I think but now it's, it, that's all changed a great deal and, and it was always his intention to do that but he wanted to announce it when he was ready to announce it which was done at the recent media event we all applaud him for it and of course the big news that both Aki Riolati and Clinton Morrison are coming back which I'm so excited about absolutely right I could not be happier myself you know that these are, 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 are names which are, are huge favourites amongst the Palace crowd big favourites of, of Julian's as well you know he's he's handpicked the the, the the players that will come back here still got a few more to announce and we haven't actually announced who's playing for the for the official Crystal Palace team yet either so Okay, okay. And I'm saying nothing. Yeah, yeah. And on the other side, of course, uh, I believe he's playing this afternoon. They're currently 1 0 against Tottenham. Uh, Stoke City's Charlie Adam. Absolutely. Uh, did you know right. he was a Dundee fan? Well, we didn't until, and, and Julian didn't until after the Stoke game. After uh, when we played Stoke recently, Charlie Adam approached Julian and said, I'm a huge Stoke, uh, a huge Dundee fan. Please, can I play? 
wow okay that's great so I contacted Mark Hughes and did it all officially and asked if we could have permission for him to play and he said yes absolutely we'll allow him to play for 45 minutes and Charlie Adam has gone into sort of like orbit on Twitter talking about it and he's really excited Dundee are really excited we're really excited so you know it's it's a win-win for everybody really it's a great situation and has Julian banned him from shooting from the halfway line we've all banned him from shooting from the halfway line let alone Julian so no, not having any of that on his day so. <laughs> now as we say it is all for charity and talking of charity a man who I think it's fair to say, Jeff, you pretty much dedicate your life's work to raising money for charity now. <clears throat> Probably for the last 10 years, ever mm. since I went into remission, that's been the case, yeah. Now, you're trying to raise a million pounds this summer for Q Leukemia. Uh, is that charity you set up, or have you got It's a charity involved? that my professor is uh, funded by. Um, my professor has been proven to be a leading light in the world, not just, you know, in the UK. And, um, yeah, just supporting this guy who obviously gave me another chance of life. You know, he just... You, Eternally grateful. So you're just trying to find different ways how to raise awareness and raise a hell of, hell of a lot of money, you know, for patients who are going to be diagnosed today and tomorrow. And do you still have a lot of role of sort of going round hospitals and visiting patients and just seeing how treatments are working now? Well, I'm, I'm close to my professor and uh, very much aware of how the science has progressed so quickly. And but the, the frustration is the the acceleration in much by the clinical trials which allow patients to benefit from that so that's where my passion lies and um, we both work hard together to to beat the drum about it how important it is to invest money into clinical research nurses because they're the missing link into all this now of course but a lot of your hard work comes on getting on a bike it, uh, yes you're, you're going around the tour de france again this summer how many, how many times is this now this will be the third but it's probably the second time where um, it really means an awful lot again. I mean, all three times, which it will be, will mean an awful lot. But the, the first time was into the unknown, and we raised a quarter million pounds and a hell of a lot of awareness, and ended up with the BBC Helen Rawlinson Award. So I felt a little bit guilty about that, all that um, me, me, me sort of thing. So I took six cancer survivors around. <laughs> they weren't that happy in some mm. parts, at some stages for sure, but they survived and uh, enjoyed, you know getting to Paris and again we raised a, a, a hell of a lot of money so to celebrate 10 years you know what do you do and it's, it's taking we're taking up to 15 people around they've raised 50,000 pounds each and um, again we're, we're just trying to raise a million pounds for a team that's going to make hell of a, a lot of difference to the way the, the research is um, accelerated to patients benefit and for those 15 people, where does it start from? Do you approach them and, and tell them, this is what I'm doing, do you want to be a part of this, or do they come to you? No, what we did is announce I was going to do it again, and the reasons why, and then giving people the opportunity. And the way we're doing it, we're doing it where it's a, very much like a professional peloton. So we've got outriders, motorbikes, we've got lead cars, we've got the, a broom wagon at the back. Hopefully we won't be needing that. Might be for me. But um, no, we're, these guys uh, are going to experience as near as damn it to being a, the experience of doing a professional ride as, as close as we can make it. Now I have to mention, of course, uh, you've, you've been in the in the papers a little bit this week because one of the riders for two stages is yeah. Lance Armstrong. Yes. Where, where did the link with Lance first come about? The link came probably about two days after I was diagnosed. It, um, a book landed on my mat and it's something I read straight away. It was a title, Not About the Bike, and it was about his battle against cancer. And that's a, the part I just remember. And I remember he inspired 
millions and millions of people who were going through a similar sort of battle. And I just thought, you know, I always felt if I could sort of um, try and emulate what he was doing in a smaller way in the UK, then I would have done some good work because he's raised $500 million, you know, and, uh, you know, we're on our way. We've done some good stuff, but he's a part of that and he was a, um, a part of my story. So I can't ignore that. So that's the reason why I've invite, invited Lance for two days. Um, and it's, I think, like you say, it's made a, a, a lot of people aware of what we're doing. We've got people who obviously uh, are a little bit against it, and some people are very much against it, but I believe it, the cause is too big to, you know, us be sidetracked by what we're trying to achieve. Did Lance jump into the chance, or was he a bit hesitant? At first? <laughs> no, no, it took me about eight months. And that's what people are saying, it's, it's a little bit of an opportunity for him to um, control things again, as people see him as that. But I had to go and see him and meet him face to face before I made my mind up. And I could see in his eyes what he wanted to do was just to get back helping the people in the cancer community because he's lost that link with his yeah. charity that he's set up. And I just think if I can give him that first step into this road to redemption that people keep talking about, hopefully in a couple of years' time we're, we're talking about something very, very positive rather than the ne negatives, you know. But again, it, it, it's just he's a small part in this, but, you know, he's definitely done a part of what I was looking to do already. But, you know, it's, it's, it's got to just, we've got to magnify this and keep building on it. And it's not going to stop when we finish getting off the bikes. And in terms of getting to the point where you are getting on the bike, how's the training going so far? Oh, I wish I, I could say it's, it's going really well, but it, you never do enough for such a challenge. And that, I think everybody's working so hard. There's some chaps are going away as much as they can in between doing, obviously, day-to-day -day work. Um, but they're, they're putting the effort in so they can experience something that's going to be magical when they, they reach Paris. And afterwards, uh, what we say, you say the, the challenge continues afterwards in terms of fundraising. Do you, yep. do you know what happens when you reach Paris? What, what do you do next? Party. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, after that, you know, that's the thing, you see. See, uh, I, when people talk to me about why you're doing this, why you're doing that, and all this sort of thing, my... my um, inspiration of patients that have lost their battle that I sat next to for many years when I was going through my treatment and I know there's going to be more people I'm on the phone constantly with people looking for a positive you know I'm, I'm one of them and so I know there's people battling all the time so I'm just forever trying to find ways to support the doctors and nurses who do such a good job. Now, of course, it is Jeff Thomas Day here at the ground because it's the opponents are Man United and it's 25 years since that great cup final. And if you at home want to support Jeff's appeal, you can text CPMU25 and then the pound sign and five. And the number is 70070. That's 70070. And if you head on to Palace Radio on Twitter, you can see there we put a picture of uh, how you can get involved with those details for Jeff Thomas Day. Let's talk about today's game against Man United. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's your old midfield how Alan Pardew in charge. Sure. Have you had much contact with him since he came I have. back here? I have, and I, I did when he was at um, going through a sticky time at Newcastle. I was uh, really sort of um, delighted to watch him survive what you know was a hellish time, and um, he came through that. And I think he's learnt a lot with that as well. As a manager, he's been learning year on year, and I think that's just going to benefit Crystal Palace. And I'm, I am. So I was delighted when he sort of said he was coming here and I, I knew the fans would take to that straight away. And from day one, the atmosphere has changed and results obviously help. 
Uh, but he's, he's had some fantastic results. And do you know? Do you know how he'll be feeling? How will he go into a game like this against Van Gaal? Of course, it's three defeats in a row for both sides. Yeah. How will he be approaching the game? I think he'll be looking to this one with great excitement himself because I think, you know, it's a little bit of a blip from both sides. But um, Crystal Palace can say that they've done the job. And but if you're going to get the players up, similar to the performance against Chelsea, I thought they did really well. The players will be up for this game. Man United comes to town, then you, you need to put a performance in. It's in front of cameras. And, you know, everybody wants to put on a good show. Did it, obviously, in, in your playing days, there were few, much fewer games on television. Did you approach the game differently when it was televised? No, but it was, a, 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 I'm sure some <laughs> players did. But, uh, no, I think it, it does add to the excitement, obviously. And evening matches as well add to the excitement. Um, I don't know why, but that's the case. But, um, no, I just think when a big club comes to your home pack, saying... You just want to put on a good show anyway. Um, you want to win every game, but there is that added excitement and fans pick that up as well. And what are you expecting for tonight then? Give us your inside knowledge. I'm expecting it to be a quite an open game, actually. I don't think it's going to be um, a dull game for Sean. I think Palace have got the ability to just edge this one. I'm going for a 2-1 victory. And are you going to see Alan before the game? I'm going after, actually. So um, fingers crossed it's going to be a, a, a happy <laughs> Alan Pardew that I'm going to see. So are you just seeing him for a quiet drink or is it for, is he getting involved in your appeal at all? No, I think Alan's... Uh, I can say this. I think Crystal Palace as a club have always been behind everything I've done, you know, and been very supportive. And this lady to my left, Jane, has been there from day one with everything. And um, I remember her getting the website, the Holmesdale um, website yeah. behind me, you know, with goodwill messages when I was diagnosed. And that meant an awful lot. And I'll never forget that. And... You know, every time I do something, these thousands of Palace fans wish me luck. So, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's fabulous to be back. Thank you very much for talking to us, Jeff. We do appreciate it. Cheers, thank you. And you mentioned Newcastle there, and oh, the misery just goes on. They are a goal down to West Brom. That would be nine defeats in a row. And looking at the live <coughs> table, Newcastle have just dropped into the bottom three. How many points have you got? You've got just three points since Alan. Oh, is it four points you've had since Alan left? It's incredible. I think, I think it's four, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. And it's amazing. Amazing, that. Do you, think, do you think Alan hasn't got the, the credit he deserves? Well, I think there's a lot of people. I know, you know, a, a lot of guys in the media side of things now, and they give Alan a lot of credit. And um, I think they realise the job he's done at Newcastle, and, and a lot of people are are quick to say if you look at their results and look at Crystal Palace results put them together you've probably got a top five side and Jane uh, today, today is, it, is this a day where you can push Julian's testimonial or, or, or is, is the hard work done no, lordy, no. It's it's like go 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 constantly. It's it's. I, I mentioned John Nelms, the Dundee managing director, just now. He said to me a couple of days ago that I'd sent more emails to him than anybody <laughs> in the whole of Dundee Football Club. So <laughs> so no, it is full on really. And, and as you think of something, you have to deal with it really. So yeah, it's it, it, constantly promoting the game, constantly working out you know the, the, the teams that are going to play, getting the kit ready, getting all of that stuff, getting the guest list together. So yes, it's it's full on. And won't actually stop until the whistle blows, really. Can I just say, if I, I, I experienced something similar. I had a game where about 16,000 turned out and it was amazing. It was fantastic support. But again, it's very few and far between players like Julian stay with a club and show their loyalty. But putting performances like this guy does. So he deserves uh, thousands to turn out. You know, it, it's just one evening where you just... Um, 
put everything aside, you've got nothing else to do that day, go and support this guy because he, he deserves it. Absolutely. It's, it's half term. It's the 26th of May. The tickets are £20 for an adult, £5 for concessions. £25 on the day. So, you know, it's it's very, very good value for money. You're going to be seeing a lot of, uh, of great Palace players there, old and new. So please come along and please support it. Yeah, pop down to the box office. Today's game's sold exactly. out. So pop up, pop in and get a ticket for that game on Tuesday the 26th and the beer festival the Saturday after. Exactly. What a week it's going to be. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much for talking to us, Jane Filler and Jeff Thomas. Thank you, Chris. Thank you.